Imagine that you're about to board a plane to take a trip. Not a long one, about 50 minutes, give or take a few. Long enough for you to order a coffee or an adult beverage. Your captain is a grade school four square champion and an all-star at UNO. Hailing from Salina, Kansas and residing in Southeast Texas, he will give you his thoughts on music, family, and adventures in life. So sit back and get comfortable. The seatbelt sign is always off. Welcome aboard Flight 785. And just like that, it has been two weeks. Flight 785 in the house once again. My name is Ken Yan, AKA Dutch Chocolate. You guys know who I am. You know how I get down. And I'm here with my lovely lady friend, Carrie. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Fan-freaking-tastic, guys. Fantastic. Current time, 5, 10 p.m. on March 19th, 2023. We drop the podcast every two weeks, usually on Sundays, every two weeks, guys. So go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you have not already subscribed and leave us a review, I would really appreciate it. Guys, welcome aboard to Flight 785, the show where I grab a couple news stories and Carrie and I chop it up. We have a good time. Settle in if this is your first time listening. Hit me up on my socials, Flight 785, or send me a note, Flight785podcast at gmail.com. It is as simple as that. I'm here in Cedar Crest South, here in Southeast Texas. It is a good time. It's a little chilly outside, but it is all right. We are blazing hot. Carrie, are you ready? Are you ready to get this thing going? I'm ready. Carrie is ready to get this thing going. I'm just laughing at the chilly and blazing hot. Let me tell you something. It is chilly outside, (laughs) but... We are blazing hot. I said what I said. That is true. The heater on like 78. Well, let me tell you something. I like (laughs) it a little toasty at the house. Truth be told, I am not one to be cold. That's not my thing. But I digress. So, guys, at the very top of the show, I always have to let you all know I have what you call diplomatic immunity. So I may. I may ruffle some feathers with my comments, but don't get upset. This is just for entertainment purposes only. But diplomatic immunity is in full effect, Carrie. That is the real deal, okay? Gotcha. I have diplomatic immunity. Don't write the show upset with your displeasure, okay? Don't do it. (laughs) Because what I'm going to do is, if you write me with your displeasure, of what I have said on this podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to print out the email, right? I am following. Okay, I'm going to print out the email mm-hmm. of whoever said something they don't like, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to print out the email, and then I'm going to print out another copy of the email. And what do you think I'm going to do with them, Carrie? I don't know. I'm going to throw them both in the trash. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. It has already started. I'm, I'm going to have to write my disputes in. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> my team sure will get to it. They definitely will get it to me. But I digress. So anyway, guys, we're going to get into the flight plan. The flight plan is at the very top of the show where we discuss, or I say, what topics we are going to chit-chat about, Carrie. So are you ready? I'm ready. So we're going to talk about a Florida woman that had something to say at a basically a city council meeting. This woman had something that she had to say. She had to get it out. And we're going to talk about that. We're also going to get into a woman that has a very particular issue that she is ongoing thing, a relationship thing with her, her husband or soon to be husband. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about an Ohio pizza shop 
and what's going on in Ohio. And we're also going to talk about a new flavor ice cream that may or may not be coming out. Okay. Along with Learn Something, right? What do we got with Learn Something? Learn Something. So we're going to learn about the history of Charles Goodyear. The history of Charles Goodyear. Guys on the show, we always want you guys to leave the show with some entertainment, but just a little bit smarter than when you first hit play. Right, we want you to leave the show. A little mix of everything. A little mix of everything, guys. We can't be all humor and knowledge. Yes, a little humor and knowledge. It is all wrapped up in a bow. Runtime usually sits, you know, a little bit around forty-five minutes or so. So that's usually, or a little less. Who knows? You know how the intro goes. If I go on a tangent, we may go a little long, but that's okay, right, Gary? Sure. Okay, here we go. So we have Florida woman. You know, there's always stuff going on in Florida. You know, it's usually Florida man, but we are going to go with Florida (laughs) woman. What's so funny? Yes. Nothing. Okay, here we go. So a Florida woman calls for a, wait for it, sugar daddy mommy appreciation day at a local board meeting. Oh, hell no. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay. So a woman in Florida went to a local board meeting Mm -hmm. to advocate for a new sugar daddy slash mommy appreciation day. Yes. I'm. Yes. Is it a sugar daddy or is it a mommy? Well, you're about to find out. It's sugar daddy or mommy appreciation day because there are sugar daddies and there are sugar mommies. There are both. So she's asking for a joint day. So the sugar daddies are like homeroom daddies. I don't know what that means. Uh, You know, like a homeroom mom. Homeroom? Yeah, like the the mom that uh, coordinates all your your parties and games for the year. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, that's yeah, not what you, I'm talking about I, at I all. I understand. That you blocked not, all that out. That is not what I'm talking when about When your at all. kids were growing up. No, this is not what we're talking about here. Okay. It's, oh, this it's is, not? No, this Uh-oh. is not what we're talking about. Okay. We're not talking about school. We're not talking about where the home mom comes in and provides baked goods for the school. No, I'm talking about sugar daddies and sugar mommies. So okay. here we go. So this is a board, not a school board meeting, like a, like a city no, board? This is like a city board, yes. Oh. A local board meeting, yes. I, I said nothing about school. I gotcha. said a Florida woman went to a local board meeting. Okay, All right, I'm, follow, I'm following you okay, now. Okay, you know what, guys? <laughs> you know what? We've already started. We're three minutes into the show, and it's going off the rails. Okay, listen. I, you know, I don't. You don't give me these articles pre-read, so I, I'm just going off what you're saying here. Yes. Okay. okay. I just want to make sure I'm following. Where's my engineer at? Engineer, I think you know what to do. Thank you. Rick James is here. Just imagine. Okay. You're you're like listening to the news on on but you're listening to it. You're not watching it, right? And you get this this headline. You know how they skew the headlines? So I'm like trying to figure out what the hell is going on without a picture. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Moving on. Stop. So the woman who identified herself as Ashley Cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Okay. Was in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh-huh. And she was at the Boca Raton Planning and Zoning Board meeting on Thursday. Okay. And she said that Florida has the largest per capita population of sugar daddies in the U.S. Okay. So for you all... Living at home or or living under a rock, a sugar daddy is usually, or sugar mama, is usually an older man or woman that basically financially takes care of a younger person. 
whether it be car payments or house payments or whatever, in exchange for um. Oh my. Okay, you know what, George Takai, enough. Okay, get out of here. Well, that was very explanatory. Okay, that is what a sh- I don't know how George Takai <laughs> got here at the meeting already here at the show. He always manages to make his way into the show at least one time. But I digress. So that is what a sugar daddy or sugar mama does. And so this woman, Ashley Cream, wants there to be a day. You know, just a day for recognition. She says, let us celebrate these giving generous Samaritans as I stand before you requesting that you do carry a sugar daddy and mommy appreciation day on March 10th to honor those who have given us so much. She said that sugar daddies and yes, even sugar mommies are responsible for college educations, cars, homes, vans, jets, and the occasional body enhancement oh my she must be speaking from experience and wants to show her appreciation well it says that the woman said that sugar daddies help support our local economy well she's not lying oh she really is not lying because these sugar daddies and mommies are paying for all these things okay Mm -hmm. so when informed you know of this thing well this woman was at the planning and zoning board yes so the planning and zoning board chairs person arnold seville told her that her concern was a city council issue, not a planning and zoning board issue. Okay, that's a I, and the woman says, I just really wanted to address this issue here today because I think it's a very important issue. So she's talking about this at the planning and zoning board. Okay, not at the city, right. not the city council. She is talking to the planning and zoning board, well, wanting to talk about this item i i can see where she's coming from she's okay, trying please. to plan ahead for a set day so you're gonna spin this is that what you're telling me no i you're, I gonna, understand, you're gonna spin I, this i understand where she's coming from she's not trying to zone anything but she is trying to plan do you know what the planning and zoning committee does <laughs> no okay this is starting to make my head hurt <laughs> The woman says... I'm just assuming they plan, like, stop signs in school zones. Yes, they're planning and zoning, yes. It's, but do they zoning. plan appreciation days? No, they days? do not. No, they do not. <laughs> not they at pro- all? No. They, no. Don't, they don't have city fair planning no, days? No, what they do is... And they, they zone for those fairs? No, what they do is they probably zone for businesses and, you know, they zone areas of the city. Okay. They, so they no are not German in charge. festival zoning? Well, they're not in charge of making a certain day for the city. Okay. okay, that's for the city council. So it's got to go to the council, man, and then they get sent to the plan and zone. Do you know Ashley Cream? Are you afraid <laughs> of Ashley Cream? Because you're, you're, I'm going to fight for her right. You seem like you're very <laughs> vested in this whole thing. You seem very vested in this I Ashley I Cream. I did not want to say it, but she's one of my best yeah. friends. You're on board flight 785. This is ridiculous. So the woman says, as Ashley says, as she's walking out, she says... You guys look amazing. Love you all. Bye. That's what she said. And then she proceeded to push an elderly man who she came with in the wheelchair out of the room. Oh, hell no. Yes. So Ashley brings an elderly man. I wonder how much he paid her to go in there and show her appreciation. Well, she was requesting this day. I don't think the planning at Zodiac board is going to but take. it won her a lot of points in her her elderly man's heart did it 
You did, did it really, Gary? I'm so, I'm so sure. My best friend Ashley says, yeah. Okay, you know what? <laughs> if there's ever a time that I needed Rick James, it is right now. Richard James. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Thank you, yes, Rick. Yes, for Ashley thank, it is. Thank, thank you, Rick. Thank you. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we need to move on. So we have a woman, and she has an issue with her partner. And I'm just going to lay it down. This is very disturbing, guys. This is very, very disturbing, Carrie. So if you're dating a partner who is prone to jealousy, you may have to make sacrifices, including giving up a night with your friends or constantly reassuring them that you're not going anywhere. One English woman, hello, Gavda, may have exceeded expectations of jealousy, revealing the extreme measures she takes to ensure that her husband is faithful to her and only her. Ooh. Yes. 52-year-old Debbie Wood made headlines as the most jealous woman in the world back in 2013. She is very jealous and insecure regarding whore, her man. A whore? Well, you know what, <laughs> you know what, you got me. But she was living in constant paranoia that he was cheating on her and forced him to undergo lie detector tests for it forbid him from watching certain channels on TV and even went through his emails to ensure that he was not straying from their relationship. Okay. And she says, I knew we were meant to be a couple when we shared our first kiss under London Bridge. <laughs> I didn't mean to fall in. What's so funny? How sweet. I didn't mean to fall in love again after my last relationship, but Steve stole my heart. Oh, yes. So Steve and her, they were separated from, you know, by a long distance. Okay. And Steve was seeing another woman <gasps> when they first met. Oh, no. But Steve claimed that Is he this did after the kiss. I, I I do not know. It doesn't say. But okay. Steve claimed that he didn't think they were exclusive because of the distance. Oh. And she forgave him. But then she started to doubt. As the two became more serious and moved in together, Debbie's insecurity and jealousy worsened. To ensure that Steve would remain faithful to her, she installed child-proof filters on his laptop to keep him from viewing any explicit photos of other women online and banned him from watching television shows that featured attractive women. Oh, hell no! She's really diving into that mind, body, and soul thing, huh? What? <laughs> Excuse me? Can you be a little bit more pacific? I don't know what you're talking about here. I have no idea she what you're talking about. She wants him to be devoted to her mind, body, and soul. Like, she, he can't see, hear, or think of another woman. Well, Debbie's tactics grew even more extreme after she Ooh. decided to purchase a lie detector test online to use on Steve every time he left the house to prove that he was not out cheating. Okay. So this gentleman... Leaves the house, right? Yeah. He comes home, and next thing you know, his woman has a lie detector test ready for him to take. Every time he leaves the house, it comes back. She's installed filters on the laptop. She does not let him watch any television shows if there's any woman that may be attractive on the show. 
If you were Steve, would you come home and say, I drank a cherry soda, but you actually drank a grape soda? Let me tell you what I would do. (laughs) To see if it went off. Let me tell you what I would do. If I was Steve, do you know what I would do? You'd move out? Let me tell you something. I don't think Debbie's going to allow that. Listen. If you guys have heard that music before, you know I'm calling House Hunters. And what that means is I'm leaving. Catch me outside. How about that? Debbie's going to put one of those house arrest bracelets on his ankle. First of all, okay, (laughs) Steve, you need to get yourself together. Get your life together. This is not a relationship podcast. You know what he needs to do? He needs to play this for everything it's worth. What do you mean? Steve Steve needs to say, I can't can't leave the house. I don't want to look at another woman. Can you go get me a pizza? Can you go get me a pizza? uh, I'll just stay home. Can you go get the groceries? No, this is terrible. What Steve is, he's a prisoner in actuality. This is not a relationship podcast, guys. But uh-huh. oh yeah, in the words of Lisa Stanfield, I've been around the world and I, 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 and I will tell you this right now. Yes. This is ridiculous. There's no way Steve should have to deal with this. This woman has making him take lie detector tests, putting filters on everything so that he can't see any woman that may be even remotely attractive. This is what you call a war on men. It was love under love, London Bridge. Well, I don't know about that, but what I can tell you, this is a war on men, and I will not stand for it here on Flight 785. It's just one man. This is a war. Listen, one war on one man is a war on all men. You he'll know, that is, that's a, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Is that what you're telling me? He'll be fine. He'll live through it. What this gentleman needs to do (laughs) is he needs to get rid of this woman. He needs to leave or she needs to leave, but he needs to cut it off. I'm going to tell you right now, Steve, you need to shut this thing down immediately with a G. Yes, I said it immediately with the G. Carrie, what say you? What say you? I no. He's fine. As soon as this show is over, guys, I'm going to take all the filters <laughs> off my TV and my phone and my laptop because I, excuse me. How would you find these? I'm taking how would these you filters find off. these articles? I don't these, have time for that. I'm taking these filters off my laptop and my phone. I'm taking them off because if Steve could do it, the dog on it, I could do it too. You know what? I have been inspired. Debbie's smart. I'm not as smart as her. Okay. Okay. I don't know how to put those things on. Moving on. (laughs) We're moving on to Ohio. Santino's Pizzeria, owned by Robert and Jacqueline Dunigan, have two signs posted saying, we are now hiring non-stupid people. I love it. Remember my struggle last week? Listen, (laughs) listen. Are you gonna get? Are you gonna talk about your trauma? Okay, we'll get to that as soon as we get done with this story. We can talk about your trauma. Okay, so this pizzeria is, you know, they need to hire some folks, and they yeah. have. They are now hiring non-stupid people a sign up, and it is getting some mixed reviews from folks. They are getting mixed reviews. One gentleman did not like the sign, uh-huh. and so what he did was he ordered. He went on social media and bragged about what he did. He went and he called the place and he ordered $110 worth of pizza, right? Mm-hmm. And then he didn't go pick it up. Okay. And he said, this pizzeria should have taken a credit card for any order over $60. They didn't. So I guess they shouldn't have hired stupid people. The pizza sucks, by the way. So this gentleman did not like the sign. 
He goes and orders $100 to worth of pizza and doesn't pick it up. And then goes and brags on social media as that is what he did. So and, and he was he said, caught stealing then? I wasn't stealing. He didn't steal anything. He ordered the pizza. Mm-hmm. He never picked it up. It's as simple as ordering something and not picking it up. That's within the law. It is. But the pizza, you could change your mind. Yeah. But the pizzeria never took his charge card or anything. They just, you know, they just made the pizzas. Yeah. And so he posted on Facebook that the pizza company or actually the business is stupid. And he posted it on social media. So what say you care? I'd like to know, like to know what are your thoughts on this sign of a company saying or a business saying they are hiring non-stupid people what is your take on this well i had a little bit of trauma i've been craving crawfish well well, well, what about this though this this company here what do you think Uh, do you think that that's okay that they could post that you know i think the guy on social media that bought the pizza proved a good point maybe the people are stupid for putting the non-stupid people because for falling for it yeah yeah for falling for making 110 dollars worth of pizza without yeah so maybe they're payment. not the smartest there you go there you go that but maybe maybe they should just think let's not hire non-stupid people when probably they're not interviewing put a, probably not put a sign up right because that's only going to piss people off right that's only going to piss people off but i digress but please let's get into your trauma from last week carrie Oh, I'd like man. to know about it. I think everyone would like to know about this trauma. So we have this grocery store here called H-E-B. Okay. Here, listen. everything's better. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do we really want to talk about H-E-B? Yes. Okay. No, no. We, let's not talk about H-E-B. Like, they're my favorite. Okay. But they sell crawfish. They right. They cook crawfish. Yes. Like, with the corn, the potatoes, and everything. Shout out and, to H-E-B, but please yes. continue. And normally there's no issues. It's quick, easy. My crawfish is hot. I come home, I eat it. Because they sell it on a te- in a tent on the outside of the store. So on the outside of H-E-B, yes. they have a tent and they have just, hot just crawfish. Just like March through April. Okay. So I've been craving it. I wanted to go. I finally get in line. I wait 30 minutes. When I get up there, they say... Uh, ma'am, we don't have any corn, we don't have any sausage, and we don't have any potatoes ready. There's a few crawfish, but not even a, a pound. I'm like, okay, well, how long is the wait? They said, oh, and Kenan wanted shrimp. So I waited, and, and they said the shrimp would be ready in six minutes and everything else too. I said, okay, I'll wait. So I waited the six minutes, but then... I realized there was three people that didn't get their food before me and were waiting too. Yes. So by the time I came around to get my potatoes, my corn, my shrimp, my crawfish, yes. they get the guy, there's two guys, one guy's really quick and on it, the other guy, the slower guy, of course, he's the one that helps me. Yes. I swear, it took him 10 minutes to find six pieces of potatoes in a cooler, and he kept using the tongs and pulling up corn, kept using the tongs and pulling up corn. So he corn. was bobbing. And each time he looked at me, and I'm like, I, I don't know what this guy is doing. Finally, I, I kind of bend around to look and see what you're doing. I said, why don't you use the scooper with the strainer instead of the tongs to find the potatoes? Yes. He looks at me 
and he let's just be honest switches Carrie. grabs the scooper and lo and behold there's the potatoes i'm like so i've wasted 10 minutes of my life watching this kid just looking down at a barrel of corn and potatoes and sausage and not pulling anything out did, did he was he doing it to irritate me or was he doing it because he just didn't want to wait on the other six people behind me I, I just, I, I don't know. So it aggravated me so much. So very, very much. I see. I see. People need to be a little smarter. So basically, but that's not probably what actually happened. What probably what, what happened, happened is the gentleman was trying to use the tongs. And I, I know how it was Carrie's, watching a two year old. I know with how tongs. I know how Carrie's it was watching a two year old and he couldn't even clamp the tongs or something. I, do, I don't I, know, I don't understand. Well, I know Carrie's personality. Oh, no, I've, I know, I've gotten a lot more patient in the last year. What you did is you probably looked at him. You turned around and you saw him using the tongs and then for 10 minutes. And then you said, why don't you you little I can't stand with you. I'm going to kick you in your I did if you not. don't you mother. I know exactly no, how it went. I said, "Okay, that's don't the lie. Words you don't may have, have sounded lie. like that, but I turned around and I said, why don't you just use the scoop?'" Let me tell you something, guys. I am an open book. It might work a little better. Listen, I am an open book, guys. I do not mince words. I am an open book on here on flight. Everybody else in line wanted to say the same damn thing. You're on board flight seven eight five. This is ridiculous. Okay, did you get your crawfish? Is by I did, Question. but I was very, very, and, and then on my way back driving. Yes. I was trying to turn left, but oncoming bicyclists coming straight at me in the opposite direction, just yes. coming head on to yes. my car as I'm in the middle of the road is coming straight at me. And I, I'm blocked in by the median. Yes. And I'm blocked in by a row of cars. So what am I supposed to do when a bicycle's hit you head on and you're at a stop and they're not moving? Ain't nobody got time for that. I felt like I was in New York on a movie. Okay, I had to lay on, on the horn. Let's, let's move All on. I wanted was my crawfish. Uh, what? What did you say? All you wanted was your crawfish. Yes. Okay. You know what? We need to move on. We need to move on because this is starting to go. It was a very stressful adventure. This is starting to go And that's why I think some people do need that sign now hiring non-stupid people. I understand. I understand. But they have to be smarter than the stupid people to do it. You know what? (laughs) We're moving on. Carrie, you're a big fan of ice cream, are you not? not i'm like 50 50 all right well if it's not my go-to i i see well if you've ever wondered how ranch dressing and ice cream might taste together no you may have a chance to find out oh hell no that sounds disgusting van Luen, known for their unconventional ice cream flavors has teamed up with hidden valley ranch to launch a ranch flavored ice cream the garlic powder forward line will be available at select walmart stores starting march 20th It's a nod to National Ranch Day, which is celebrated on March 10th. The company is also set to announce other new flavors on Monday. So, there is a ranch-flavored ice cream. And one colleague said of the company, it's like a sweet ranch. You stick a carrot in it and eat it with ice cream. 
Yes. And last year, Van Leeuwen released a limited Grey Poupon Dijon mustard ice cream to replace its spring Kraft macaroni and cheese and pizza flavored ice creams. So I ask you, Carrie, at the end of the podcast, would you be willing to go to the local Walmart to pick up some ranch flavored ice cream and try it out so that in two weeks you can give your verdict on the ice cream? Would you willing? Would you be willing to do that for the show? I ask you. I would not eat it cold. You would not eat it cold? <laughs> no, here's what I would do. Let me get this it. straight. You're going to put the ice cream in the microwave and heat it up and eat it warm. Oh, Is no, that what you're telling no. me? No, we're going to go Julia Child style. And what we're going to do is we're going to make some homemade mashed potatoes. And then we're going to take two scoops of ice cream and put it in a pan on low heat and warm that ice cream up and make a gravy out of it and drizzle it over the mashed potatoes. But I'm not eating that straight up cold ranch ice cream. I I see. I see. (laughs) Definitely not. That's not going to work. Okay. Why? That that is not going to work. Isn't that the purpose of it? That is not going to work. Okay. I am not going to participate. Or I'm going to melt it down. Yes. I'm I'm going to drizzle it over hot wings. Hot wings. (laughs) Okay. You know what? You're on board flight 785. It's time for Learn Something. No way. I'm not eating that. It's time for Learn Something. (laughs) It is time for us to get some education. We have already gone down the rabbit hole. A couple times. Yes. It's time for some education. So please, what do we have for Learn Something? So we're going to learn about the history of Charles Goodyear. The history of Charles Goodyear. All right. Who do you think Charles Goodyear is? I believe Charles Goodyear was the person that made the tires. Really? You're you're incorrect. All right. The history of Charles Goodyear by the Britannica.com. Yes. So he was born in December of 20, December 29th, 1800 in New Haven, Connecticut. All right. He died July 1st, 1860 in New York City. He was an American inventor. Of the vulcanization process. Do you know what the vulcanization process is? I do not. I just, do not just know. Just make a wild guess. The vulcanization process. I know what it isn't. The vulcanization. He did not has, create does it have, ranch ice cream. Does it have something to do with metals? No. Okay. Mm-mm. It has to do with rubbers. It's Excuse the- me? <laughs> Oh my! Listen, this is a family show. This is getting there. Let me finish, you dirty-minded little man. No, I'm just saying it is a family show. Okay, okay. It is the process that makes it possible for the commercial use of rubber. There's nothing about me that's little. Well, I was. But please continue. Please proceed. It didn't matter if I said little or big. You were still going to scrutinize it. I was not. (laughs) Yes, you were. That's why I hesitated. No, you know what? Please, please continue. Oh, we don't need to put filters on your stuff. You are the filter. (laughs) Buckle up, guys. Buckle up. Here we go. Okay. So vulcanization is the process process that makes it possible for the commercial, commercial use of rubber. Um, it makes rubber more resilient and weather resistant. Okay. I see. Yes. Goodyear started his career as a partner in his father's hardware business that went bankrupt in 1830. All right. It was ta- 
It was then that he became interested in discovering a method of treating India rubber so that it would lose its adhesiveness and susceptibility to extremes of heat and cold. I see. He developed a nitric acid treatment and in 1937 contracted for the manufacture by the process. He contracted... He was contracted to manufacture and process mail bags for the U.S. government, but the rubber fabric proved useless at high temperatures. So it was good to keep the water off the mail, but it was not good when the temperatures got hot. Got too hot, right? Yes. So uh, then the next few years, he worked with Nathaniel M. Hayward, a former employee of a rubber factory in Roxbury, Massachusetts, who had discovered that rubber treated with sulfur was not sticky. So Goodyear brought Hayward's Hayward's process of mixing the sulfur in with the rubber. This is how in 1839, Goodyear accidentally dropped some India rubber mixed with sulfur on a hot stove, and he discovered the vulcanization process. I see. He was granted his first patent in 1844, but had to fight numerous infringements in court. Um, the, and his victory did not come out until 1852 did he win the rights of his patent. I see. That year, he went to England, where articles made under his patents had been displayed at the International Exhibit of 1851. Or, yeah. I see. While he unsuccessfully attempted to establish factories, he also lost his patent rights there in France because of a technical and legal problem. In France, a a company that manufactured vulcanized rubber by his process failed in December of 1855. Goodyear was in prison for debt in Paris. Meanwhile, in the U.S., his patents continued to be infringed upon. Although his invention made millions for others, at his death, he was left with debts of over 200,000. He wrote an account of his discovery entitled Gum Elastic and its verities so i know you're wondering how was goodyear tires named after mr goodyear absolutely yes so a man named frank a seabergly founded the actual goodyear tire and rubber company in 1898 in ohio by honoring mr goodyear when because he had invented the rubber tires that aided in the amazing timing of the bicycle craze of the 1890s and 1900s. And did you know that in 1916 and 1999, Goodyear was named one of the world's largest companies? I had no idea. Yes. So that is how vulcanized rubber was made. I see. I see. Very nice. Very nice. Outstanding. So we have learned something. Carrie, is that all you have? Yeah. I, I, was, I was just, as I was researching this, I'm thinking not only do good artists not claim their fame till after they're dead. Right. A lot of scientists, the same thing happens to them. Right. Right. So try, try. And if you don't succeed, you may try, may succeed 
in death. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> You're on board flight 785. So we need to get to the last portion of the show. It is called Abby is Not Right. It's my favorite part of the show where I grab something from one of the advice columns and we chop it up to see if Abby is or is not right. So, yes, this is, I guess, spring is coming around the corner. And we do have, you know, there are baby showers to attend. And we I may have used this before. I cannot remember, but I felt <laughs> it was a good time to bring it back. Okay. So we're going to talk about babies. So here we go. All right. This is from Ask Someone Else's Mom. And it goes a little something like this. Dear Someone Else's Mom, my wife is pregnant with our first child. And some of my friends laugh about me feeling her pain including being nauseous most of the time. Mm -hmm. They think it's a joke, but I figured out I'm having what they used to call sympathy pregnancy back in the day. And now what I found out, it's called Kuvad syndrome. And since some of my male friends have also had it, I now am a believer. What I find interesting is that women get a lot of sympathy for their symptoms, but those of us experiencing sympathy pregnancy get laughed at. I've stopped mentioning my symptoms around people because I don't want it to look like I'm competing for my wife for attention, especially since I am fully grateful for her for doing the heavy lifting as my dad calls it. Do you think I'm right to keep the lid on how I'm feeling? Oh no. Oh no. Do you think I'm right to keep the lid on? Are you asking me? No, this is the place. Guys, <laughs> Carrie's already fired up, as you can see. She is already fired well, up. You no, asked the question twice. Well, so. I had I asked the question twice for impact. And I feel like you have done this one. Yes, before. but since it is but since it is <laughs> the spring season and I've gotten an invite to a baby shower. I feel like I you're testing that me to did, see if my answers will no, change. I, no, I felt that it was best to bring it back, you know? It was best to bring it back. So the question to ask someone else's mom is, do you think I'm right to keep the lid on how I am feeling? So should we see what ask someone else's mom has to say? We shall. So this is what <laughs> ask someone else's mom said. She says, I did a little quick research on this topic as well and was surprised to see that the estimates of how many of the non-pregnant partners claim to feel at least some of the symptoms of pregnancy. Personally, I think it gives the partners who experience this phenomenon invaluable insight into what the other half is going through. Okay. As for sharing what you're sometimes feeling with others, that might be a situation by situation call. For instance, letting those close to you know is one thing, but oversharing at work may look more like either, as you suggest, an attention grab or an excuse to not perform at your usually expected level. Yes. So does this does this Abby's not right? Uh, like, um, do you resonate with this? Do I resonate with it? What What do you mean? Do I resonate? Well, I'm just wondering why you're bringing this back up. Did you have sympathy pains back in the day when I was pregnant with your children? Like, what 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 resonates with you with this? Well, you know. Because you never, you never mentioned it. So did you keep it all bottled in? Well, or? no, it's not about me. It's not about it's me. Not this about is, no, it's not about me. This Are you is, sure? This is. I'm just checking. This is, this is feeling. The this time. is feeling someone else's pain. 
feeling someone's pain and I'd like to know. So you feel my pain? No, what I'd like to know how you feel about this, about this gentleman who has sympathy pregnancy. He's nauseous. Okay, most of the time uh-huh. he's feeling the same symptoms that she is feeling. Uh-huh. So what I like to know is how do you feel about what would you tell the reader? This reader I, is asking, do you think that he's right to keep the lid on how he's feeling? Keep the lid on it and just feel the sympathy here. Express feel the pain. Sympathize. Oh yeah, feel the pain. Do whatever you need. So to you're do. saying he should keep it all inside. So you're saying he shouldn't express himself. He should just feel the pain. That's what you're telling me. Yes. He should, if you will, suffer in silence, basically. Yes. That's what you're saying. Just just provide empathy for his wife. But he's so, experiencing the yes. same pregnancy so, pain. And that's because God is telling him to be empathetic. No, he's feeling these things. So you're telling him that he should just keep it, a lid on it. It's not all psychological. Pa- it's all psychological. Okay. <laughs> that's what you're saying. So that's what you're going to tell the reader. It's all psychological. Unless he gets a sonogram that says he's pregnant. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. That's right. We don't have time. Let me tell you what I would tell this reader. (laughs) This gentleman is experiencing nausea. This gentleman is experiencing pregnancy pains the same as his wife. Uh I think what needs to happen is I think he needs to go tell his wife whenever he feels nauseous Uh that he is feeling these type of symptoms. And that she should do what she can to alleviate these symptoms that you he know, has. She because hold on, please say, let me finish. You wait. had the floor. No, you had the floor. This is my turn to speak. It is my turn to speak. Okay, you are in receive mode right now. You are supposed to be listening. Do you know okay? what he's going to so get what told? I'm t- what I'm telling what I'm telling you is he should say, "Honey, I'm feeling nauseous. What I could do?" And she should say, "How can I help you?" And he should say something like, I don't know, make me a nice meal, draw me a bath, rub my back, rub my feet, you know. (laughs) And if I have a craving for pickles in the middle of the night, go out to your local H-E-B and get me some pickles, okay? That is what... You know, everybody's about this, this women's this, lib stuff. This you know, is what this he's equality, going to get. This equality. He's this... going to get exactly what she got. He's going to get a baby shoved back in his belly. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> so he can actually fill the pain. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This gentleman is experiencing this stuff, Carrie. We cannot just go ahead and just dismiss how he's feeling. Oh, so we you, won't. This is what you call a war on men. Carrie. We're going to attach you're... that uterus to him. Okay. And... <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. He's asking for it. No, what he's saying is he needs some help here. He's saying he needs some help. What he's saying is he. This is a cry for help. He's saying I I never got a bathroom. It's not about you, Carrie. I never got a dinner. It's not about you, Carrie. Don't make this about you. Or a foot rub. Don't make this about you. Okay. What this is is this woman is not to dig to his deeds. Is what I see. I see this woman she, is pregnant. She's going to hand over having, the uterus. She's, okay. she's going to have it sewn into him okay. so he can just okay, fill we're gonna all move the on. pain. Okay, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. <laughs> Guys, if you think that this woman should take care of her man as he's having all these issues with <laughs> pregnancy, sympathy. Give me a hell yeah. What? What? Hell thank no. You, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Stone Cold. He needs to go see a psychologist. Guys, guys, we are running out of time. Carrie, do you have any final thoughts? Do you have any final thoughts here on Flight 785? I think we need to talk about a few things. You do? <laughs> yes. Okay. 
on your way to get your ranch ice cream okay. for you, okay. and I'm gonna get some good ice cream for me. I don't get time We're for gonna you. have some things to talk about since you obviously are craving and having sympathy pains for people. We're gonna sit down and we're gonna have a true discussion. You know what? You're disrespectful. <laughs> you're on board flight seven eight five. There, anyway, there's there's no lie detectors for you. Okay, we hear it all. Okay, I'm done with you. I'm done with you, guys. We are running out of time all i'm gonna leave you with is this it is not your job to be likable it's your job to be yourself the right people will gravitate and that is real talk blue skies and a tailwind we will see you guys in two weeks we love y'all you're on board flight 785 sportos motorheads geeks sluts bloods wasteoids dweebies dickheads they all adore him they think he's a righteous dude